Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Shulik Pediatric Interest Group podcast. I'm Jillian. And I'm Megan. And today we are joined by Dr. Jonathan Park. Dr. Park, would you like to introduce yourself in your specialty? Sure. Thanks for having me. Uh, so my name is Jonathan Park, and I am a pediatric rheumatologist practicing at the um, LHSC Children's Hospital. Um, so and then, sorry, and then about the specialty. So pediatric rheumatology, maybe not the most commonly known specialty um, for medical students. And especially when I was a med student, I, in first and second year, I don't think I would have been able to tell you what a pediatric rheumatologist does, but we take care of and diagnose um, conditions that are mostly due to an overactive immune system. Right now, the two main buckets being autoimmune and autoinflammatory diseases. These are often chronic uh, conditions. And so we do follow our patients for uh, quite a long period of time, help manage their diseases and um, try to get them back to their baseline function um, and getting back into life in school. And why did you choose pediatrics and why pediatric rheumatology specifically? Yeah, so for pediatrics, I actually was very much debating between pediatrics and internal medicine right up until I think ranking time um, for CARMS. And for me, I was very much drawn towards the medical specialties. Um, and I really liked the hospital environment um, of the more complex patients getting admitted into hospital, having a collaborative multidisciplinary effort of multiple consultants. Um, and so at that time, I kind of withdrawn to that medical aspect um, and both internal medicine and pediatrics fit that really well. It was um, actually just a matter of the patient population and um, just the other colleagues I would be working with. For me, what drew me to pediatrics ultimately um, was that with pediatric patients, it really does allow you to you know, if you have a little bit of a more goofier side or want to joke around a little bit more, the pediatric patients absolutely um, appreciate it. Um, I found that after a day in pediatrics, I was coming out smiling a lot more um, than I did in internal medicine. There was a couple of advantages to internal medicine for me. Some of the cases, uh, there was a larger variety of really complex patients, um, a lot more pathology, uh, but there was no shortage of that in pediatrics. And um, I really did find myself enjoying my days a lot more uh, in pediatrics. And so ultimately I did pick that. Um, and then rheumatology as a subspecialty, well, that was much more into pediatric residency that I kind of got into that. And so um, really in the first year of pediatrics, I was very open to doing anything, um, either general pediatrics, hospitalist, or any of the subspecialties, but it was actually kind of serendipitous in that I had um, applied for an elective, uh, actually in immunology, they were full. Um, and then I ended up doing uh, pediatric rheumatology and fell absolutely in love. Uh, what I love about pediatric rheumatology is that it is very much a multi-system specialty. So uh, the immune system has really very little barriers and um, it can affect many different organs and a lot of the rheumatologic diseases. Um, the hallmark is actually multi-organ involvement. Uh, that to me was the kind of complexity that really stimulated um, my mind, really got me thinking and excited. Um, I really love the chronic nature of the diseases, which means that you can establish great relationships with your patients and follow them long-term, um, really get to learn them and form a really good uh, relationship with them. And then um, obviously in terms of specialty versus uh, pediatrics, 
ultimately everyone in pediatrics, including general pediatricians are consultants. Um, so, but I really liked that idea of getting a little bit more extra training in more of a niche subspecialty um, and really getting to see the more complex questions. And um, ultimately you are the kind of the final say when you get into the more the rare diseases, but getting that training, getting that extra uh, fellowship level to, to be able to tackle those difficult questions um, really drew me towards going to a subspecialty. That's wonderful. That's such good luck that um, you ended up taking that rheumatology elective, eh? Mm-hmm. Would you mind um, sharing with us a bit about your educational path to entering pediatric rheumatology, kind of starting with your undergraduate degree and where you did that? Yeah, I did um, undergraduate degree here at Western. So I did a Bachelor of Medical Sciences. Um, I believe physiology was the specialization. Um, so pretty cookie cutter uh, in vanilla. Um, after that, I applied to medical school and did University of uh, Toronto Med School. Um, I did that for four years, of course, pre-clerkship, clerkship, um, and then, as I said, um, it was really right at the CARMS ranking time um, that I ended up deciding on ranking peds above internal medicine, and I got the, the pediatric residency here at London, so I came back to Western for peds residency, completed three years, um, and this was back in the old days when uh, pediatric residency was three years. I think it's only just this year that it has now officially changed to a four-year residency um, and so I did three years of peds and then two years in Vancouver for pediatric rheumatology subspecialty. And was it Vancouver like are there a lot of programs or did you were you interested in living in Vancouver? So um, for pediatric subspecialties the options and availability of training centers is a lot more limited than some of the other sort of internal medicine equivalents. Um, in pediatric rheumatology, there's really three main centers in Canada. There is um, Montreal, Toronto, and Vancouver. Um, so of those, I was happy to go to any of them. And I knew that I would love the West Coast. I went there and I absolutely loved the West Coast. So it was a great decision to go and spend two years of my life because um, I was fortunately quite mobile um, and able to just take two years and go somewhere else. And I absolutely loved it. That's so cool. Mm -hmm. Vancouver's great. It's a gorgeous city. Um, so what does a typical day look like for you? Yeah, so I guess um, there are clinic days of which very much pediatric rheumatology has a large proportion of outpatient um, patients. So uh, a clinic day would be seeing your outpatients, um, following up on the investigations from previous patients and whatnot. And then there are days where I'm on call. Um, and that can be quite unpredictable in that you might get zero calls or zero consults, or you might get multiple. Um, you might get some really sick patients that need um, more urgent assessment and decision making a little bit quicker, or you might get more complex, long-standing diseases that you have a little bit of time to think about, maybe touch base with your colleagues um, and figure it out. Um, but of course, call is unpredictable. And um, generally speaking, though, in rheumatology, um, very fortunate that it isn't the busiest uh, service. So that's very good for me. And then as an academic uh, position, uh, about 50% of my time is clinical and the other 50% is a mixture of various things, uh, the majority being research and teaching. And so um, the days that I'm not doing clinic, uh, I would then spend time to try to work on some research projects and then try to work on teaching and education as well. Wonderful. 
And what type of settings are you usually working in? So um, most pediatric subspecialties, um, the vast majority currently are working in hospital environments. And so that includes myself um, as part of the LHSC Children's Hospital, they actually have an outpatient clinic area for pediatrics. So um, a lot of my clinics are there. The inpatients are all in the hospital as well. And so I'm very lucky that all of my clinical work can be contained in LHSC uh, in the Victoria Hospital um, Pediatric Children's Hospital. So clinic, inpatient, um, ICU, NICU, and eMERGE are all in that area. Um, other than that, there is now um, a little bit of telemedicine that's really being incorporated into everyone's practices. So um, that can be done anywhere. And so I do have a home office that I like to, to do my telemedicine OTN visits in. Do you think that the telemedicine for your specialty will continue um, in the future, like post um, COVID? That's a great question. So I would say that definitely for a large portion of the patients, especially the ones that have um, MSK complaints, and really you need to know whether the joints are inflamed or not. Um, telemedicine does have limitations, but um, through this pandemic experience, um, a lot of pediatric rheumatologists have realized, you know, there is a subset of patients that really benefit from having telemedicine um, and not needing that in-person assessment. And those are our auto-inflammatory uh, syndrome patients. So those are the patients that um, might have periodic fever syndromes as one of the main buckets of auto-inflammatory. Um, and they are usually very well in between episodes. Uh, and when they're not febrile, they oftentimes have no findings um, and they benefit greatly from just having a good telemedicine check-in. They don't need to commute to hospital. Um, and the families in pediatrics, at least where we have a large catchment area, uh, some families are up by Thunder Bay or even further. Um, it's very, very helpful in terms of increasing access um, and accessibility in general. Um, so I think telemedicine is definitely um, going to stay. The pandemic, I think, was really um, a push to incorporating telemedicine into everyone's schedules. And now that some of the foundations are laid to support telemedicine, that the admin are now more comfortable in scheduling telemedicine, um, I think it is going to stay. Yeah, that's cool. I think that's helpful for a lot of patients. Um, and I can't believe out in Thunder Bay, yeah. because it's so spe specialized, it might be hard to find someone, right? Yeah, so that's um, one of the beauties actually of uh, pediatric subspecialties is uh, because the general volume of patients with chronic pediatric subspecialty diseases, not just rheumatology, but many others is generally smaller than internal medicine. That means that um, a large academic center uh, for pediatrics oftentimes do have very large catchment areas. Um, and the not even remote to Thunder Bay is still quite a large uh, medium sized city. Uh, they just don't have the population to have a single pediatric rheumatologist. Um, so Absolutely. The pediatric subspecialties oftentimes have very large catchment areas. And how do you find the work-life balance in your career? Yeah, so rheumatology um, certainly has very excellent in general work-life balance. Um, again, it also will depend on whether you're in academic position or whether in the community. Um, an academic position is very good at supporting, you know, the time that you have for clinic work and then 
extra time to do other non-clinical aspects of your career. Um, that to me is, is really nice and important. Um, and of course, rheumatology in general, we are very lucky in that there's very few things that necessitate us to physically go in overnight and make emergent decisions. And so that really helps into the whole work-life balance as well. Um, I think there were a couple studies uh, several years ago that showed that rheumatologists in general definitely enjoy their careers and are quite happy. And I think that really reflects how the specialty does support a, a good work-life balance. And I'm very fortunate for that. And what are some of the things you like about your career? Yeah, um, I would say that I really like the academic position that I have because um, one benefit of being in a tertiary um, care center is that we have supports from our allied health. And to me, that was a, a really important thing that I was looking for in my career, uh, being able to have that social work support or that physiotherapy support for the patients where, you know, medically, I might not be the most well equipped to really help guide these patients to resources on how to access funding and how to help with their psychosocial environment that might be challenging for them. And to have that social worker on our team that is such an excellent resource um, for these patients, absolutely very lucky. And, and it is a very much a part of being and working in an academic center. So that I absolutely love. Um, I absolutely love the complexity that um, I knew I was going to get myself into for rheumatology, but to this day, I am still getting very rare presentations, very rare diseases, very interesting, um, sparking lots of good discussion, um, always feeling that, you know, there's so much to learn, but there's, on the other hand, so much to discover. Um, very, very exciting and I mean, I have just recently started, but I'm hoping that this kind of excitement um, continues on. And I see in my division head that it absolutely still can. Um, so I'm very hopeful for that. Um, and then lastly, what I really like is, you know, I said my draw was how much fun I have um, in pediatrics. And even I think just two days ago, I had a patient in clinic, um, five-year-old with not the best drawing skills and uh, red and yellow crayons and this sort of head-like shape, showed me the picture really proud, and I identified that he was drawing Iron Man, and you could just see his smile when I guessed it correctly, just from the scribble of red and yellow, and of course, that just, that just made my day, and I knew that was something that I'm getting to experience, because I am in pediatrics, and that wouldn't be something you would really often get in um, adult medicine. Do you also enjoy um, kind of working with the families as well? Because a lot of pediatrics is you know, there's so much from the families. If you have a young patient that, you know, can't describe everything, is that something that you've also found enjoyable? Yeah, I think um, a lot of the time when you mentioned that one is working in pediatrics, the biggest uh, question actually that very commonly is asked is, well, how do you deal with the difficult families? Because as you said, when you have a really lovely supportive family, or you have a family that might be struggling, but is open to, you know, getting support and really working towards the common goal of getting their child better, that is very, very, very um, satisfying and such a great experience to work with. And of course, that um, isn't everyone because <laughs> there obviously is going to be a large variety of different families different and how they cope with um, their children having chronic illnesses. Um, and you know, at the end of the day, I don't mind um, having the more difficult families. I am very fortunate in that when there's psychosocial factors identified, I do have 
support from my allied health that can really um, make a difference in some of these families' lives. So that's very fortunate. Uh, but the, the patients or the families and the parents that maybe are a little bit more difficult, quote unquote, but, um, you know, challenging in terms of their communication style or their coping style or um, just how they go through their life experiences. Well, I, in the back of my head, yes, of course, um, they might be a little bit challenging and posing barriers, but, you know, at the end of the day, my patient is the child and it really helps ground me in terms of being able to still, you know, even if the uh, parent has been quite challenging, my patient is the, the child and I'm still gonna go and try my very best to make sure that child gets the, the care that they need. Right. Um, and so what are some of the challenges of your career? Yeah, so um, one, maybe not um, a challenge that is necessarily something I dislike, but um, if pediatric rheumatology were to come with a little disclaimer for anybody who's thinking about it, which absolutely I think um, you definitely should explore it if complexity, multi-system disease, and long-term chronic diseases is something you like. But one disclaimer would be pediatric rheumatology, because of how rare um, a lot of the diseases are and how we're still very much discovering new things every year, um, we need to be very comfortable with the unknown, with the uncertain, um, and a lot of our patients will, you know, not have a clear-cut diagnosis. And to me, that is okay. Um, but to some people, um, they really, that doesn't sit well with them, not knowing exactly what you're treating, having a specific name for the, the disease. Um, so that's a disclaimer in that you really do need to be a bit comfortable um, with not knowing 100% um, and still being able to use your foundations, use what you know from other diseases to treat uh, the patient in front of you. Um, so that can sometimes be challenging. Uh, for that reason, it is very nice that the pediatric rheumatology community in Canada is relatively small um, and very supportive. So um, we definitely run ideas off of uh, other colleagues are always in contact for the more complex and complicated cases. And the community is always so supportive of each other in um, working together with these cases. That's really interesting because I'm sure someone maybe has seen something similar elsewhere in the country, right? Exactly. And sometimes it's even just another center saw one of these in their decades of um, practice and then maybe another center over in the states um, saw another couple and so working together with everyone and um, and then the new information that I might have from my experience will all add to this collective of um, trying to move forward and, and learning more about these rare conditions. And is there a big role for like research in that because so much is undiscovered in this specialty? There is, and so rheumatology is absolutely a goldmine for research, I would say, yeah. if that is certainly something you like in terms of basic science, um, translational medicine, or clinical um, trials. There's so, so much to learn in rheumatology. Uh, the immune system is absolutely very complex, um, and every year um, when I go to the American College of Rheumatology conference, uh, there's always something new. Um, there's new syndromes, new diseases that are being characterized and identified, uh, new aspects of the immune system that are being better characterized and um, helping provide insight as to what is the underlying pathophysiology of some of our diseases. Uh, there is absolutely lots of room for, for research. 
Cool. Well, is there anything else that you'd like to share with our audience before we wrap up? Um, I would say that uh, medicine, uh, you might have heard it, is very fortunate in being generally quite a flexible um, career and field. And so for some people, absolutely, they, they might have a very strong draw to a very specific type of career and very specific specialty. But for many others, I would be confident in saying that um, they could probably make multiple different careers work for them. Um, so keep your mind open, uh, you know, try different things. And sometimes it's just the experiences that you get that draw you towards one specialty. So really live those experiences, enjoy the moment. Um, and eventually, I, I'm pretty confident that the majority of people, no matter where they end up, will be able to make that career work for them. And we're very lucky in Canada in that in terms of residency training programs and also medical schools, um, wherever you do go, if you do end up training in Canada, all the centers and all the training programs are such excellent um, programs that we're very lucky that you don't need to be too, too worried about that. So definitely whatever ends up happening, I'm pretty confident that it will work out for the majority of people. Thank you so much for joining us today. We learned a lot about pediatric rheumatology and we really appreciate your time, Dr. Park. Thank you so much for having me. It was um, very great and very fun. Thank you. And thank you everyone for listening and please stay tuned for more episodes on different pediatric specialties.